New on Curiosity Stream, how do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production? Could Napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future? And how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet? James Burke's visionary series, Connections, returns for a new generation. Experience all new Connections. With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. New on CuriosityStream. I'm James Burke. I'm going to take you on a journey through time. James Burke's visionary series returns. Reimagined for our time. Now, this is all uncharted territory. The Washington Post hails Burke as one of the most intriguing minds in the Western world. The New York Times raves he careens from one great moment in history to another. Where do we want to go from here? Experience all new connections. So what's the next connection? With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whenever or wherever you're watching or listening. This is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I'm your host, Michael Clifford, a.k.a. Slim Cliffy. Joining me for the next hour to talk about the greatest match in Royal Rumble history, our single-entry assassin, Mr. Joshua Harris. Josh, how you doing today, buddy? Doing pretty well. Uh, snowy little Saturday. It's Saturday, right? Yeah, Saturday. Yeah. Uh, I'm wondering, because I have not had my caffeine yet, so talk about hockey royal rumble we're gonna have to crack open our bang on official sponsor yeah josh has his bang energy drink today i unfortunately did not get out to the liquor store this morning uh for my white claws so it looks like i'm drinking tea for today's show unfortunately uh but black tea yeah uh but we are here to talk about nhl uh today let's take a look at last night's slate real quick I didn't do so well. In fact, I was sent you a message. I sent a message into the chat this morning. At, after the first two games finished, I stopped checking scores and I went and watched an episode of Peacemaker, which is like 35 or 40 minutes. And when I was, when the episode started, I was at about 3x. And by the time the episode finished, I was completely out of the money entirely. All 20 entries out of the money. I ended up cashing one lineup. I didn't have any Colorado Chicago game stacks and the Colorado I had uh, didn't come through enough. How did you do last night? So I'm on the right teams. I'm just building just really bad lineups right now. And I feel like the best way to describe what's going on is a baseball player in a slump. He's ahead of the curveball and behind the fastball. Like I'm on the right teams. I'm just, just doing stupid things like that. You don't realize until after, like I I did pit one with Latang. And I had uh, Chicago with them, but I didn't have Kane because I used Latang. So if I left off Latang and used Kane, I would have been fine because he had, he put up like nine thousand DK points. And like the thing is, like Chicago wasn't even as high owned as we thought they were going to be. They were like reasonable. So if I knew that, like obviously, if I knew beforehand, I would have just slammed in the the Hawks. But you know, you, you build these lineups going, oh, yeah, this is going to be different. And then you realize after, like, well, why did I do that? That I would have been different I the think, right way. Yeah, I, I think last night is a good illustration of, of different and unique builds. I checked the top of the 20 max last night. And the winner by, like, 20 points or something was a game stack from Chicago, Colorado. And I think that's something that we don't we don't necessarily talk about that a lot on the show. Um, we do talk about Josh stacking a fair bit, but game stacking, like tonight's slate, for example, is six games. I would absolutely game stack on a six-game slate. I would even game stack seven, eight. It's once you get to like nine, ten games, um, it's you game stack, you need two, you know, you need two optimal lines to come out of the same game with no optimals in the other 16 teams that are playing or whatever like that's some whatever it is so uh a slate like tonight i might game stack uh it's just trying to figure out where to game stack right like you, it's it's not you're just going to run out and game stack buffalo and arizona tonight right that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense uh tonight what you would do is like maybe game stack vegas uh vegas and tampa bay or edmonton and montreal the best times i find a game stack are when you have a super expensive line like Colorado one or Boston one or something like that. And then a, a cheap line you want to use on the other side. Um, you know, last night, depending what you did, you could fit in Colorado one and, and Chicago one pretty easily. So um, I think that's a situation where I game stack smaller slates uh, where there's an expensive line that I want to use. Is there any 
like kind of parameters that you use for game stacks or is it just, you know, if it naturally happens, it naturally happens? Uh, it, it depends because bigger slates, I'm not going to go game stacking five and a half total. Like if there's like a seven total and two really good lines, not going to see each other five on five. And yeah, I'm going to consider it. But, you know, you always hear me talk about, oh, look, look at it. Look at this. It's a five and a half total. And I love both sides. Like, yeah, I love both sides, but I'm not going to game stack. Like it has to be like a, a pretty, pretty big total or just two lines not going to face each other in a, in a really, really good spot. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. Uh, should shout out uh, Robbie. Robbie had a, a good night last night. I saw uh, went about eight X uh, on the show or, or on the slate. So congrats to him. Uh, I obviously, like I said, I didn't do very well last night. Um, looking ahead to today, we have an early slate and a late slate. Before we get too much further, we should shout out uh, Yahoo Fantasy. They are our sponsor for today's show. They've been our sponsor the entire season and have been very good to us. So if you want to try out some DFS and maybe you don't want to play against some Sharks that you might find on DraftKings or FanDuel, like our good friend Mr. Harris here, uh, head on over to Yahoo Fantasy. Play some Yahoo DFS over there. Uh, we have a giveaway through them for first-time users, so stick around uh, if you want to get some free stuff from Yahoo a little bit later. Thousand the first. Jake won it the other night. I mean, a thousand at first, if yeah. you're just get, starting out in DFS, that's definitely nothing to sneeze at, right? So Yeah, we have projections. You know, they're their site is you know easy pretty easy to upload csv so give it a shot man it's fun yep uh i agree with that um before and before we get to the to the games if everybody could please throw us a thumbs up in the chat click that like button click the subscribe those things really help us out help us look good for our bosses and make sure you click on the little bell to get alerts whenever we do go live nfl is starting to wind down uh conference championship weekend is this weekend but Obviously, PGA just started MMAs all the time. NHL and NBA are, are in the meat of their season. So lots going on here at Osmo.com. Also, be sure to check out our free premium tools and data. Uh, we have free premium tools and data up on the site almost every day, today being no exception. Uh, we have NBA ownership rankings and we have our NHL player rankings, both up on the site. So whether you're playing NBA or NHL, just come check out Osmo.com and see what we have to offer. Uh, all right, we have an early slate to get to. We're not going to take too much long on this, maybe five minutes or so. Josh, I just want to get your thoughts on this slate. It was four games. It's down to three games. Islanders cracking, postponed uh, due to that weather up in the Northeast. Um, probably a good thing. <laughs> you and I were talking, uh, I forget if it was yesterday morning or the day before. It, this, it wasn't a very good game. We were not looking forward to breaking it down uh, whatsoever. Uh, so that's completely off the slate. We're down to three games. That starts in about 90 minutes. So um, it, probably only the people watching this live are actually going to get a lot out of this. What do you see out of this early slate? We have Anaheim going into Ottawa. We have the Los Angeles Kings going into Philly and Winnipeg going into St. Louis. Yeah, so Ottawa's pretty banged up. Uh, Norris is out. Batherson's obviously out. So the top line is for Chuck Stutzla Ennis, which moves your boy. Chris Tierney up to the second line center with my boy, Alex Fermentin, and also my boy, Adam Gaudet. I guess Adam Gaudet's both of our boys. You like Adam Gaudet? I uh, do like Adam Gaudet. Yeah. I, I want to say the thing with Adam Gaudet is his development trajectory was really messed up. Injuries, he had a serious, uh, some sort of intestinal disorder or something like that. Um, it's really taken him the last year. Uh, he had COVID as well. Like he's one of the guys that got COVID before the vaccines in Vancouver last year. So, um, kind of a rough 18 months for him. Let's see, uh, what he can do with it. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, you know, in the top six, I know like it's Chris Tierney, but he's going to get some good minutes the next few games. So hopefully he can take advantage of that. Um, I like the ducks in this game. Uh, you know, Norris Kachuk, when they were in, didn't have great, you know, coursey numbers, uh, possession numbers, this and that. Moving people around the lineup, you know, it's just only going to hurt hurt them. You want to go to guest left, Terry Raquel, I think that is A-OK. Like, I really like that line. But then I also really like Zegers Henrik Silverberg because, you know, Chris Tierney, you know, he hasn't been DFS relevant much this season. 
but when he has, you know, we always talk about how he just, his lines are just not great. So getting that matchup is very good. You know, Zegers, Henrique, Silverberg, the problem with that line is, you know, the power play correlation isn't great, but there's a good five on five matchup. So I, I really do like the Ducks. You want to go to that Ottawa top line or pick some pieces off that Ottawa second line. I think that's fine. You move down to the Kings Flyers. I mean, it like the the Kings are where I want to go. It's just a matter of how you build because you know the the blues are really expensive as usual. Like their prices are still really expensive. The Jets are really, really expensive. Like Kyle Connor is 8500 on this slate. So you have to kind of be aware. Like Pierre Lac Dubois, 6800 Cole Perfetti up to 3700 So like if you're going to use one of these expensive lines, it's going to be hard to fit in like a Kings one or, a, or you know, the Gets laugh line is, is kind of in that mid-range. You may be able to squeeze it in if you punt defenseman. But like Kings are interesting to me. Um, you want to go to Kings too? That's fine. Like the thing is, like Lawton, Konechny, they have pretty good numbers together. Um, you know, it was um, Lindblom up there. Now it's James and Reinsdyke. I, I feel like that might be advantage Kings there. Uh, so I, I think you know the Kings top six is in play. I think Flyers. Uh, it's kind of hard to get onto Flyers here. The Kopitar line with Ayafalo Kempe is has been very good. So, you know, Drew Atkinson, I think w- I would save that for MME. And then the Jets. Blues, like, I know the Jets have a 2.5 total on the road. And their prices are insane. So, like, we don't have ownership for this three-game slate yet. I don't know if we will. It blocks in 90 minutes. But, like, it's hard for me to imagine, like, people just going with projections and these Vegas totals jamming in 150 are going to get to much Winnipeg just because of the low total and their high prices. So I think, you know, playing some of this Kyle Connor Dubois Perfetti line is going to come in fairly low owned. They are very expensive. So I, I think they're going to be uh, lower owned than you may expect. So getting in the Jets, I think, here is, you know, might actually be contrarian. And then on the blue side, um, you know, we, we've talked about, you know, uh, Ivan Barbashev, you know, as a center and how Ryan O'Reilly's offensive impacts haven't been great so far this season. But if they're going to get Shifley and Wheeler, I think, you know, that could be what the doctor has ordered for Buchnevich, O'Reilly and Barbashev. Uh, so I, I do like that blues line as well. Yeah, I uh, it's the Winnipeg second line I'm, I'm going to bring up immediately. It's because one it's for all the reasons you mentioned It's that I think they are overpriced for their total. But they're a very, very good line. They've been absolutely blowing the doors off the competition this year. And they're going to get that St. Louis 2 matchup. And St. Louis 2 hasn't been good. 100 minutes together this year, 46% shot share, about 51% of the scoring chances. That's not great for a line with uh, Vladimir Tarasenko and Jordan Cairo. Um, I think that Winnipeg second line can definitely carry some play here. So I do like them as a stack. I like the Ottawa top line as a stack, honestly. Uh, Stutzla and Brady Kachuk have generally played well together. Um, They're both underrated defensively, I think. And I think that can help them drive the play back going up uh, the other end of the ice. So I do like Ottawa one. Um, I do like Winnipeg two here as well. I think they're both in good spots. And I think Los Angeles two. New on CuriosityStream. How do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production? Could Napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future? And how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet? James Burke's visionary series, Connections, returns for a new generation. Experience all new Connections. With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Uh, might be my favorite line in the early slates. Like they're still generating, like you said in the other show, about four expected goals per 60 minutes. 
And once you get past, honestly, I like Lawton as a center. He's not in a second line center in the NHL. I'm sorry. Um, and James Van Riemsdyk's not a second line winger in the NHL anymore either. So like, I think that's big time advantage Los Angeles too. So Ottawa one, Los Angeles two, Winnipeg two on top of what Josh talked about. All right. We got to get moving because we do have a, a whole slate to talk about. Um, but we do have some betting to talk about first. If you are a resident of Louisiana or New York, Sports betting is now live in your state. Welcome sports betting to your state with some fantastic bonus offers we have available here at Osmo. Just click either link pinned in the live YouTube chat to browse all of our offers, including a bet $10, win $200 if any team scores a touchdown in either conference cha- championship this Sunday uh, with BetMGM, and a free NBA jersey if you bet $100 with Caesar Sportsbook. You can also take advantage of a $1,000 risk-free bet with BetMGM and up to a $1,500 match deposit bonus with Caesars in both Louisiana and New York as well. These offers are too good to pass up, so click that pinned link and start betting. Congrats to everybody in Louisiana and New York. Um, (laughs) It always feels weird to me because I've been sports betting since I was in in university. Like, anyways. Uh, let's get to these late slate games. Edmonton has a 3.6 implied goal total going into Montreal. Uh, the Habs have a 2.6 implied goal total. Obviously, the big news here is Evander Kane. He signed uh, with Edmonton a couple days ago. I didn't see any power play units in practice, but I did see even strength lines, and he's on the top line with Connor McDavid. The problem here is DraftKings, uh, DraftKings injury pricing algorithm strikes again. Evander Kane is min priced tonight. And I swear to God, if he hits his upside in, in San Jose or sorry, in Edmonton, he's three times that price in three weeks. Like, honestly, he's 75, he's 7,500 in three weeks. If you know, if he starts scoring like he can. So I'm in this tough spot, Josh, where I know in my head, realistically, the chances of him having a big game here are like, I don't know, like 20% or 15% or whatever it is. But it feels stupid to not just slam him in every lineup, considering who he's playing with, the matchup they're in, the game, the goal totals they have, and the performance he's shown historically for his career. Like, I'm in a bind here, Josh. Like, I, I, I always say you never have to play 100% of a player. And obviously, if you're playing 150 lineups, you don't have to have 100% Kane. But if you're playing like three lineups or something like that, how do you not put him in every lineup? I want to hear your thought process behind this. Well, we were talking about Evander Kane's price um, with each other the other day, and we were like, I think 2500 is better than, like, 4100 because Dra- DraftKings, like, tried to adjust the price and just butchered it. So, like, yeah, I mean, price, everyone's in the same predicament. You know what I mean? So, it's fine. And I'll tell you how. I'll tell you how if you have three <laughs> lineups that you don't have to put him in all three. Arturi Lekkinen. Thumbs yeah. up for me. Yeah. 2,700 top power play getting, you know, okay. Like Evander Kane, very good offense player. He can skate with McDavid. Like he's a rare person who could skate with McDavid. Like he can hang with him. Like, I don't know what kind of condition he's in, but he has been skating a bunch in Vancouver, I guess. So, I mean, he was with the AHL team in yeah. San Jose, like right up to Christmas or whatever it was. So, so like, I, I, I don't know if these oil lines are correct. I know uh, the Edmonton, beat riders were projecting lines but i see in our lineup builder we have kane mcdavid yamamoto focal dry saddle puyarvi and then hyman nugent hopkins cassian yeah those aren't the lines yeah. um yeah the top line is kane mcdavid and hyman and then nugent hopkins dry saddle um yamamoto on the second line then puyarvi down on the third line so um yeah it's that that's the thing here is that that top line looks very very good and all the wingers are super cheap on dk yeah, so, I mean, listen, Montreal, bad defensively. Montreal, terrible penalty kill. And you were talking, I think you put it in our Discord, or we were talking about the slate. I forget which one. It's early in the morning. Haven't finished my uh, with bang yet. But um, you're talking about how Edmonton has been generating an absolute crazy amount on the power play. They've just been shooting at a very, very low percentage. 8% since Christmas on the power play, second in shots in the league. So, um, yeah. I mean, 3.9 total on the road. Vander Kainman price, even if it doesn't get power play one time. I think, you know, you do what you do here. Uh, you 
you power play stack and you add in Kane because at some point he's going to end up on that top power play. It's just a matter of time. If he isn't at the start, he will get there. So I think you do what you do normally with Edmonton here. You play the big boys, you add in Kane. Um, you just get different elsewhere. And I think, you know, an interesting way to get different maybe is Montreal one. Like I think they're going to be popular tonight, but I think what you can do is, you know, add in a Mike Hoffman to get a little bit lower here. It's 2.6 at home, but, you know, Edmonton isn't great defensively. Um, that top line is fully correlated on the power play now. Artori Lekin move to that top power play, which we love to see here. Uh, he's 2,700. He's a very good pivot off Evander Kane. So I think going to Montreal one here is interesting. You add in Hoffman, you mix and match with Hoffman for some power play exposure, and then you go about your day. Uh, so Edmonton power play, I think you got to include Kane. Like we always talk about like stacking Edmonton without McDavid and Dry and Drysidle. I feel like not adding in a min price of Ender Kane here would just, you know, it, it kind of feels like when Tarasenko came back and was min price, you just kind of have to do it. You know what I mean? Especially if you're only making one to three. I mean, you don't have to put them in three of three. You can go to Lekkonen or something like that, but not having over the field on Kane here seems a bit silly. Yeah, I I still haven't decided what I'm going to do with my lines. Obviously, if you're playing Edmonton, you have to, I think you have to play Kane, right? Like if you're playing McDavid tonight, you have to play Kane beside him. It feels stupid to leave him off at 2,500. Uh, so if you're playing Edmonton, yeah, uh, definitely play Kane. The one thing that kind of struck me here is it's both power plays or both penalty kills, sorry, are bad. It's not just Montreal's like Montreal's. Yeah, it's bad. And obviously Edmonton is going to have a considerably, considerably better power play than Montreal ever will. But that's the, Edmonton's penalty kill has been bad in their own. It's been bottom 10 since uh, the holiday break. So um, you mentioned uh, Lekkonen on the top power play unit. The entire top Montreal line is perfectly correlated on the top power play unit. So I think I kind of like Montreal one here tonight. Like I get that there's going to be tons of excitement um, about Edmonton and there should be, but a perfectly correlated line coming in at 12 K. I don't know if Evander Kane really helps them tremendously defensively. Um, I'm assuming he's better than, uh, uh, you know, Kyler Yamamoto or whatever, but I don't know if he's that much better than Hyman or Puyarvi or anything like that. Right. So, um, I think Montreal is just fine. They're coming a little bit over owned by top stacks, but I do like them here tonight. It is about the Edmonton power play though. Oh, I see questions asking about the Edmonton power play. I've honestly not seen anything from B writers and trust me, I've been searching. Um, the assumption is that he starts on power play too, but like we talk about a lot, what they, what they seem to be doing with their power plays and they've done it on and off this year is McDavid and Dreisaitl play both halves of the power play. And then you might have, uh, like Kane and Hyman on one, and then Yamamoto and Puliyarvi on the second one. So there's two units, but McDavid and Dreisaitl play both of them with different sets of wingers. I think that's something that you might see early on, which in that case, there's nothing you can do about it. You just you stack them with, with your McDavid's and you just move along. Uh, if he's off the power play entirely, I mean, that sucks, but you still play him for 2,500. I Like whether he's on the power play or not doesn't matter for that price. That's kind of what I'm getting at here. So uh, if you're playing Edmonton, I think you have to put on Kane as well on the blue line. Uh, like there's nobody I'm sick and tired of playing Habs defensemen. I guess Chris Wyman, if you're putting them in with um, Montreal one, but Evan Bouchard is the guy I wrote up in the power plays article. Like he's playing a ton of minutes lately now that he's on the top power play unit. And I don't see any reason to not stop playing. What do you think? Yeah. Bouchard's the guy. And like, if you're looking to put in another player on the Montreal power play, just put in Mike Hoffman. Don't put in Chris Weidman. You know what I mean? I think Hoffman's on the top power play, though. He's the fourth forward. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying. Just add him in with Montreal 1. Just add mm-hmm. in Mike Hoffman. Just, yeah, you know, he's going to be way lower on than the top line. He has ridiculous power play numbers, so I'd rather play 3,900 Mike Hoffman than 2,500 Chris Weidman. Just what it is. Yep, I agree with everything you said. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move it along to the next game. Toronto. Um, or sorry, New Jersey, 2.3 implied goal total going into Carolina. Carolina has a 3.9 implied goal total. 
Uh, the big news we saw, I saw right before we came on the air was about Tuvo Teravainen, uh, was not a morning skate. Jordan Martinook was skating in a spot on the top line. Now that with some teams that might seem like a placeholder, but Jordan Martinook has played with Sebastian Ajo at times over the last few years, uh, kind of as a third wheel grinder type, uh, like a diet Zach Hyman when Hyman used to be in Toronto. You know what I mean? That's kind of how they used him in that role. So I, I think you could genuinely see Seth Jarvis and Jordan Martinook on the top line with Sebastian Ajo here tonight. And that kills me because like Martinook's fine, but he's not a first line player. And I was looking to slam in some Carolina tonight. Don't know if I want to slam in some Carolina one now. What do you think about this game, Josh? Yeah, it's funny because we've finally got our, we got our first ownership run and they have the devils with the four total in the Carolina with 2.4. So like the ownership way out of whack for this game. So they need to reverse the totals here and then we'll see what the ownership is. But I don't know. Like it, it really depends if Tevu Teravainen's in or not. Like the thing is like that Nico Heischer line has been really good. The problem is it's an AHL goalie and it's just, it just kind of, it's just so hard to recently the hurricanes haven't been great, but like every once in a while I get these hurricane games where they score six, seven goals and they just absolutely nuke a slate. So like, I, I don't know, like if it's Gillies, I have a little bit more confidence in Gillies right now than Schmid, but like, it's just because Gillies has played more games. The devil's lines have been pretty good defensively. Again, it's just the goalie hasn't been very good. So if Teravine is out, I, I do like this Svechnikov, Trocek, Natchez line. It's just, it is what it is because they're, they're still fairly cheap and they have a massive total. We'll have to see the ownership runs when that gets corrected, but. Seeing is believing, and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the neural quantum processor. Because this is an audio ad. Unless you can see it, which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung, more wow than ever. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash get100 and use code get100. That's code get100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. I don't know, like, I'm not excited as, as excited as stacking the Carolina Hurricanes as I am the Edmonton Oilers or even the Montreal Canadiens. It's just like, even if Tara Vinan's in, you know he's banged up. So, like, what do you even do? Like, and on the devil side, I, I, I like the Hughes, Brat, Sharon, Govich line. I just don't know if I'm going to get there. Like, the, the pricing on them on the, on the road in a, in a low total is a little bit expensive for me. I, I want to see an ownership run because if they're coming in around like 1%, 2%, something like that, then yeah, maybe I'll consider them. But, I, I just think, like, until, you know, they have Blackwood back, they're fully healthy, Dougie's back, this and that. Like, it's just it's just kind of hard. Like, the Devils are just kind of treading water right now in this part of the season. So, this game just feels uncomfortable to me. Like, it's MME for me. I don't know if I'll get to anything in one to three. Uh, I might. Uh, the New Jersey Devils top line is what's interesting me here. And the reason is this is Carolina's third line has typically been a very good shutdown line over the years, but much like Dallas and Radic Faxa, I think we're starting to see some cracks in it. Carolina's third line this year, 51% shot share in their time together. That's their checking line. Checking their checking line is a break even line right now. And that's good. That's what's going to be going up against Sharon Govich 
or Hughes and Hughes and Brat at least. Um, and that New Jersey top line has been absolutely blowing the doors off the competition. Hundred minutes together, sixty-one percent shot share, sixty-two percent of the expected goals. I think this is a mismatch in favor of New Jersey one. I get that it's going to be a low total, but I think that's kind of what draws me to them um, here today is that one, uh, at least two of the three are going to be on the same power play unit. They've had great chemistry all season long. I think it's a good matchup for them, despite being on the road against what is, you know, a cup contender. So New Jersey one, I don't mind as a little bit of a contrarian stack here today. Um, I was looking up uh, their top stacks numbers. They're coming in, you know, basically right on their top stacks. We'll see. Like you mentioned, the, the the totals in our numbers are a little bit reversed. So I imagine that 9% of New Jersey one comes down through the day. We'll see a little bit later, but I like New Jersey one. I liked Carolina one a lot going up against the New Jersey depth. Uh, but with um, with Tuvo Terrabon and out, I don't know if I like that Carolina one line as much. I think I would just move down to Carolina two. Uh but it is New Jersey one that I like the most in this game now. Now that Tubo Terravine was my hat trick pick for tonight. Like, that's how much I like Carolina one on this slate. It really sucks that he's out. Uh, it changes up everything for me. Um, so, Carolina two, New Jersey one on the blue line. Honestly, it's just Damon Severson for me, I think, assuming uh, Dougie Hamilton doesn't get back in. Um, Damon Severson, 4,200, playing a lot of minutes. Anybody else stick out to you? Yeah, Severson's fine. Um... <clears throat> We're in the Tony D'Angelo predicament again at 6,600. I don't know what to do with him at that price. I don't know if, <clears throat> if I'd one off him or not. Um, I'd probably one off Jacob Slavin if I had the, the 5,100 lying around. But generally, the way I build, I don't have that much for my final defenseman spot left. All right. Sounds good. Um, move this along. We have partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this NHL season to bring you some great offers. Check out our exclusive limited time offer, which gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. To qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo. Sign up for an account via the link below, deposit and play. That's it. Yahoo will send us your name after you've played in your first paid contest, and we will reach out via email with your coupon. If you'd like to speed up the process of getting access, email support at osmo.com, and we'll get you set up right away. You can also claim a free $10 of site credit by clicking the link in the video description below. And that can be used to enter any Yahoo contest, including tonight's $5,000 NHL baller and tomorrow's NFL $500,000 Sunday baller. Make sure to use our DFS tools and projections designed specifically for Yahoo to give yourself the best shot at winning big. All right, let's get to this next game. Vegas, 2.7 implied goal total. They're going into Tampa Bay. The Bolts have a 3.5 implied goal total. Um, I believe Nikita Kucherov is still out. He's on the COVID list. I think he has to wait at least one more day. Um, so he's not going to be playing tonight. Max Pacioretty was back in the lineup for Vegas in their last game. I assume Vegas' top line is just going to be rolling right back out, their top six, back to normal. Um, going to probably say that there's stuff to play on both sides, even though I think Vegas' total is a little bit low. Uh, it is a very good Tampa Bay team with Andre Vasilevsky in that. What do you got? Yeah. I'm just a point probably going to see Stevenson stone patch ready. I would imagine it'd be kind of silly to send them Stamkos out against that line. Um, that being said, like if the ownership holds where it is and obviously uh, it's a long way to go before a lock, if they're coming in, like even at three, four, 5%, I think you go back to Vegas one here. Fully um, <clears throat> correlated on the power play. One of the better lines in the league. Patch ready just came back stone kind of banged up still but like you got to take the chances on these lines that are should be more expensive than they are mark stone 4900 stevenson 4800 patch ready came down 600 7800 like the price for this line with the ownership is just it just seems low to me so i think this is one of those spots where if the ownership's still low you got to put them in and just you know you live with the results because generally these this line is going to be more expensive and it's going to be higher owned so this is a really, really tough matchup, but, you know, they're going to be low-owned. They're underpriced, so you go there. I, I do like Vegas, too, here. The price in Marshall is silly, but they're going to get Stamkos and Kalorn, and that, that's just a really good matchup for them. Um, they're going to be really low-owned because they're more expensive than that top line, but they're getting a better matchup. It is Vasilevsky in that, but 
Vegas top six for me in MME. And then, you know, Tampa probably is going to be an MME play as well. It's hard for me to stack Tampa one without Kucherov, especially getting the Stevenson Pacioretty still in mind. That is a very good defensive line. Um, so you want to get some Tampa one. I think I'd do it in 20 max. Uh, you want to go to that second line. I think that's also a 20 max deal for me. I think power play stacking is fine. Um, I think both both of the sides in this game is MME maybe gets to some Vegas one or Tampa one in one to three, depending on you know the ownership through the day and how how everything else shakes out. So while all all of what you said is all nice and well, Josh, I'm just reading a tweet here from uh, Jesse Granger at the Athletic, a Las Vegas beat writer, from two minutes ago. It says we are dealing with some COVID testing stuff this morning, so we don't have a lineup yet. Yeah. So as we sit here, like I said, everything he said all sounds well and good, but we could be seeing a completely different Vegas lineup here tonight. Just want to give everybody a heads up. Um, apparently they are dealing with some COVID testing problems. Um, so, you know, just watch for warm ups um, for some line changes. As of right now, I agree with you on Vegas one. If they're going to come in at two, three, four percent, I'm probably going to have 10 or 15 percent of them here tonight uh, in my 20. 20- I haven't decided if I'm going to 20 max or single entry. I might just single entry. We'll see. Um, but if I was, tw- if I was 20 maxing, if I decide to 20 max, they're going to be in the mix, like 10 to, like I said, 10, 15%, because they, they are an elite line. Um, since December 1st, 60% of the shot share, 59% of the scoring chance share. They're just torching the opposition. Like you said, it is a tough matchup, but you know, it's, they're not super elite. Like I feel like I, Honestly, I think the matchup might be worse with Kucherov there than Sorelli. I think Sorelli makes a better defensive center than he does a defensive winger. Like that's, you know, they need him in an offensive role on that line. I don't think he's suited for it, but that's neither here nor there. I don't think it's necessarily super tough. So in one to three, I don't know if you necessarily have to. I think you should consider them absolutely in 20 max or above. I think Vegas definitely consider it warrants consideration, even going into a tough Tampa Bay matchup. On the other side, uh, it's probably staying away from that Tampa second line. Like, they haven't been very good, uh, 47% shot share and all that. So, I'm staying away from Tampa, too. It's both top lines for me in this game, but I like the Vegas top line a whole lot better. You were right. Vegas, too, has really been generating a lot. 75 shot attempts per 60 minutes uh, since the holiday break. But they're also giving it up uh, going back the other way. So, I call, I call them a high pace line or a high event line for right now, but they are still generating a lot. Um, I think Tampa three could do something here, but I'm not sure I need all those savings here tonight. So uh, I might just save that for another night. So Vegas one, most out of this game, some Tampa one doesn't hurt as well on the blue line. Um, Ryan McDonough, 3,700, I believe. Yeah. 3,700 on DraftKings. He's the guy I think is in line for an assist plus the block bonus on DraftKings tonight. What do you think? Agreed. There had been very expensive. Um, if you're, I think I'd leave him to <clears throat> Tampa one stacks or Tampa two stacks only Sergachev. If you know, you have the extra thousand shekels lying around and you want to go up for McDonough, I think Sergachev is fine on the Vegas side. Uh, it's, the big boys again and maybe Alec Martinez plays tonight we don't know uh I don't think he's playing tonight that was also part of the that was the next tweet Martinez is not in today to said so okay don't have to worry about him tonight at least that's at least one that's at least one concern we don't have got some clarity on that at least yeah what one little <clears throat> bit of clarity all right Nick Haig Nick Haig could be a decent punt then because I worry about playing like the Hagues and the white clouds and then, like, you have them in the lineup, and then, like, at warm-ups, oh, Alec Martinez is on the ice. Yeah, I, I don't mind. I like White Cloud, but I usually like playing him in shot-blocking scenarios, and I'm not sure that's the case here tonight. So I think, yeah, I think Haig would probably be the better choice. All right, let's get to this next game. Toronto going into Detroit. Uh, the Leafs have a 3.7 implied goal total. Detroit has a 2.4 implied goal total. Uh, the Wings are on a back-to-back. They played last night, uh, but Nadelkovic had last night off. They were smart enough at least not to play him in this back-to-back and let him just get absolutely destroyed. Um, so he's starting here tonight. Uh, Toronto's still going with their split lineup. Uh, Matthews first line, Tavares Marner second line, Nylander third line. I didn't see anything significant in the Detroit lineup uh, last night when I was scrolling through uh, on shift chart. 
shipchart.com by the way a great resource if you want to go uh if you want to go check out what the prior night's games were i saw that Nat- Nemesnikov was moved off the top line towards the very end of the game but it was only like one or two shifts so i wouldn't expect that to last uh what do you think about this one josh Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code GET100. That's code GET100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like, I just don't like the Leafs top line the way it is. I think I will leave power play stack. And again, William Nylander, very good one-off tonight. Um, at some point, he's going to have to move back up. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what the Leafs coaches are going for here, but uh, I don't know. I guess they want Kasha in a top six role. They want to leave Bunting. I, like, I, I just don't know. Well, I, I don't want to conjecture, but I think for me, it's going to be a Leafs power play stack. You want to go to the Leafs top line, it's fine. It's just like, I don't want to play Bunting, Matthews, Kasha at 20% ownership. I'd rather do have like Matthews with Nylander and Riley or something like that, or even just go to the second line. But like the second line, they, they've kind of been like, you know, the Tavares Marner numbers just don't stand out. They're going to get the only matchup on Detroit. That's worth a damn in Bertuzzi suit or Fabry. So like, I kind of like Toronto three. I just, it just doesn't do much for me. Like, Nylander one off again, uh, or at least power play stack for me. On the wing side, I just I there is just isn't much I want to play on the on the wings tonight. If you want to go back to Bertuzzi Fabry, I think that's fine. But other than that, I'm out on the on the wings. I want to play some Detroit too. I always want to <clears> play <throat> Detroit too. The reason why I want to play the Detroit too is because Toronto too. They play a very high pace. They are a good offensive line. Don't get me wrong. 63 shot attempts for 60 minutes, 38 scoring chances per 60 minutes, all very good offensive numbers. But they're also allowing 59 shot attempts against per 60 minutes and 30 scoring chance against per 60 minutes in return, which means that they're giving it up at both ends of the ice. So, like, I, we talk about how the Detroit second line has been a lot better with Bertuzzi there, and it has been. I think you can go back to the Detroit second line here as a filler. Uh, like, I don't love them here tonight. There are other fillers that I, I am looking towards. And right now, they're not even coming in with good leverage. Is That's the big problem here is that I thought I might be able to get, you know, a 6 or 7% top two stack at about 2 or 3%. That doesn't seem to be the case here. People do seem to be playing a Detroit 2 here tonight. So... I think I would probably just come in, maybe double the field. Like if I was 20 maxing, I might have them in two out of 20 lineups or three out of 20 lineups or something like that. I don't think there's a need to go real overboard, but they have been good. Um, So I do don't mind them as a filler, but it is about Toronto for me. I wrote about Austin Matthews in the power plays article and they're generating, like they're generating less offense uh, than they are, than they were with Marner or Nylander there, but they're still controlling a fair amount, you know, 59% of the shot attempts, they're still generating 
37 scoring chances per 60 minutes, which is roughly the same as the second line in its current iteration. So um, I think I, I, I want to get to some Matthews here, but I think I agree with you. It'd be some sort of power play stack. Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Matthews, Tavares, Riley, Matthews, Marner, Riley, something like that. I think that's what I want to do here, but I, 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 th- I would get Matt, I would get Austin Matthews in as part of that stack. He's not the guy that I'm leaving off uh, my Toronto power play stack here tonight. Uh, on the blue line, there's just no one. These, these are two teams where I don't typically take a lot of defensemen from them. Um, Philip Ronick, his price is fine at 3,600, but I don't, I think that's, it, it, it seems like it's not an offensive price. You know what I mean? Like, you're not expecting to get two assists uh, at five shots from him here tonight. You're expecting maybe an assist and a shot block bonus. Is that enough for you um, at his price? Do you have any interest in him? Do you have any interest in any defenseman here? I'd rather play Ryan McDonough for a hundred dollars more than Philip Ronick all night long. Um, <clears throat> outside of Riley in correlated stacks, there's nothing on the leaf side that I want to play either. So like, if you're playing Detroit too and you want to correlate more at Cedar, I guess that's fine. Like, I don't, it's not something I'm going to do. One offing Hronik is fine, but again, I'd rather play McDonough. And the thing with the Detroit defenseman, just real quick, I was looking at the numbers recently. They're really spreading out the ice time. Like, the only thing that's really separating more at Cedar from like their number two, number three is his power play ice time. Yep. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Jordan Osterley leads them in even strength ice time per game over their last four or five games or something like that. So like, I I don't think you need to play Cedar if you're playing a Detroit defenseman tonight. I think like just punting with a DeKaiser or Osterley can get you there. I like, I honestly don't know if I want to play 5,400 Cedar in this game, but um, yeah, like you said, if you're correlating with Detroit too, I guess there's no problem there. The Osmo or sorry, we, we do have an Osmo Hall of Fame that we usually talk about, but we're not talking about the Osmo Hall of Fame today. Today, we're just talking about our great Osmo Plus tools. Uh, get access to all the great Osmo Plus tools and content for nearly every DFS sport out there with an Osmo Plus weekly pass for $29.95. This includes full access to the premium content and tools on Osmo.com, including player projections, ownership projections, our top stacks, our lineup builder, and a whole lot more. Of course, if you're only looking to play NHL, D- NHL DFS, then you can sign up for one of our Osmo Plus NHL packages for as low as $3.95 a week. Please note that Fantasy Cruncher is an add-on and can be easily added onto these packages at checkout, but it is not included in our base packages, though it is certainly a very valuable addition to your DFS arsenal. Stop guessing, start winning. Join Osmo Plus today. All right, we got 10 games, 10, 10 games left. Yeah, imagine if we had 10 games left. We had 10 <laughs> minutes left to get through two games. Uh, let's get to this first game. Buffalo, 3.2 applied goal total going into Arizona. Uh, the uh, I was going to say the Buffalo Coyotes, the Arizona Coyotes. If you said the Buffalo Coyotes, no one would have noticed. <laughs> no one would have played. <laughs> uh, the Arizona Coyotes with a 3.0 implied goal total. Uh, Arizona played last night. The big note from that was uh, Johan Larson uh, did not play last night, and that moved Travis Boyd in his line in, into a top-line role. And I was looking at their minutes. Travis Boyd played over 21 minutes last night, and Clayton Keller played over 24 minutes last night. That's what one injury, one guy missing out of the lineup did here. Like, they're running on fumes. They have a top six that can break even but missing one guy, everything not fell apart. You know what I mean? They still played well, but it just goes to show where the ice time is probably going to go tonight. Uh, I thought they, I saw Johan Larson is questionable, so maybe he can play tonight. Um, I'm assuming we're not going to get that answer before lock. I hope we do. We'll see what happens. Um, I wrote up uh, guys for both sides in the power plays article here, actually. And I actually wrote up Arizona as a stack. I think there's a lot to like here and you're seeing it reflected in the goal totals. What do you think, Josh? I see the first ownership run Keller Boyd Schmaltz coming in at like 15%. Just way up there, baby. Yeah. yeah. And then I see Buffalo one coming in around 10%. And I love Buffalo one tonight. It's like, not a like okay, 5,500 Skinner. It's just like, <laughs> but like Tate Thompson, Alex Tuck, Jeff Skinner, uh, fully correlated on the power play, going up against one of the worst penalty kills 
in the NHL. They're on a back-to-back. Their guys played massive minutes. I will say that uh, Vegemelka is a better goalie than uh, Wedgwood, but, you know, if Buffalo is going to come in around 10%, I think it's going to be hard for me to get away from them in, in one to three. Um, I'm not really sure the matchup matters on the Coyote side, like at best to break even. So Buffalo won for me. And like in a vacuum, I do really like the Keller Boyd small line, but if they're going to come in at 15%, like I'd much rather just go to Buffalo one here. Uh, have to see ownership through the day. If Larson is in, maybe that brings it down a little bit. But as it stands, Buffalo won for me. Boyd Keller Schmaltz for me as well. I just, you know, I'd rather see them at much lower ownership, not on a back-to-back after they played 20-plus minutes. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The thing, I mean, the thing I want to mention about Buffalo, and one of the reasons why you're seeing such a high total for Arizona, obviously, is all the Buffalo goaltending injuries yeah, Craig Anderson starting tonight <laughs> yeah and uh, well, the one thing I want to mention about that is the beat writers seem to intimate that he's kind of being rushed back from injury like they didn't want him starting tonight they have to start him tonight they have no one else to start tonight it seems like they're rushing him back from injury and you're rushing back what a 42 year old goalie from injury like <sighs> I don't. I can't see this going well. I mean, maybe it does. Hockey is hockey. Hockey's a weird sport, but like, I can't see that going well for Buffalo tonight. So I think that's why um, you're seeing so much ownership on Arizona. Um, I do like Arizona one a lot here tonight, but I can't complain about people dumping down to Arizona two or something like that just to try to avoid some of this crazy ownership because they are coming in uh, one of the most over leveraged lines on the slate, uh, other than Edmonton. So. Like I, I think you're fine to just play some one-offs off that line as well. Like if you need a one-off center, not that you usually need one, but Travis Boyd can help. Actually, I needed one last night. So yeah, I was gonna say if Travis Boyd was on, like if he was on the same last Boyd night. yesterday, I should have. Well, I didn't know. See, that's the thing. It was it was a, a late scratch, so I didn't know he was gonna be the number one center. I would have played him as a one-off. Yeah. Um, but I think you know Clayton Keller's fine as a one-off as well. Uh, on the Buffalo side, it's the top line. I want like just very briefly. I want to talk about Alex Tuck because I wrote about him in, uh, over at Dauber Hockey, which is where I write about season long fantasy hockey. Now, Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Alex Tuck's shot rate has actually gone down a lot. And the reason for that is because when he was in Vegas... He was on the third line and he was the most talented offensive player on his line. And it wasn't close, which means he was the guy taking the shots on that line. But now he's on the top line of Buffalo where both Jeff Skinner and Tage Thompson are proven shot takers like Tage Thompson over three shots per game. Jeff Skinner's been a goal scorer shooter his entire career. There's not as many shots around for Alex to talk to take anymore. So I'm wondering if he doesn't transition to some sort of, like checking playmaker role almost. You know what I mean? And I think you I think you might see that from him. And that's why I think like if there's a guy that I want to leave off that stack, it might be Tuck. Uh, but I really want to use him as a three-man here. But like you said, Arizona terrible penalty kill. No matchups really to worry about. So I like both top lines a lot here in this game. Uh, probably Buffalo more than Arizona, uh, given the ownership. But I do like both. Uh, on the blue line, Shane Gostisbehere probably makes some sense given that uh, Buffalo's penalty kill is nothing to write home about themselves. Uh, and he is blocking some shots. Rasmus Dahlin is getting up close to 6K. Like, 
it's playable, but it's starting to get expensive. What do you think here, Josh? Yeah, uh, this is one of those things. If I was MMEing, I'd make a rule in Fantasy Cruncher, Rasmus Dahlin only in Buffalo one stacks. I don't know if I'd one off him. There's like other, there's other guys that I'd rather one off. I think he's perfectly fine in Buffalo power play stack. Like the Coyotes penalty kill is just not good. So yeah, Darlene uh, Ghost at forty five hundred is fine. Um, it's probably about it. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, we have shows coming up through the rest of the day. We have our NFL strategy showdown breakdown coming up with Greg and Terry at 2 o'clock Eastern. And then at 5 o'clock Eastern, we have our NBA double dose starting with your deeper dive with Aton and Terry. And they're followed with the live before lock with Greg and LaMarca. All right. Final game of the slate. Vancouver, 2.4 implied goal total. Going into Calgary, the Calgary Flames have a 3.3 implied goal total. I wrote up Matthew Kachuk in the Power Plays article. Um, I think Calgary won. Obviously makes a ton of sense here tonight. Uh, if you're looking at our top two stack or at our top stacks, they're coming in near the top and top stack, or actually at the top and top, top stack percentage. And they're still coming in with good leverage. Uh, Calgary one, probably going to be very popular here tonight. Josh, what do you see in this game? Yeah. Like I'm having a dilemma in my one lineup because I want to play Edmonton power play, but I also really want to play Calgary one. Um, I think they're one of my favorite spots of the night. Maybe Demko's back, but, like, he's been out for a while. Um, <clears throat> Vancouver, not a great defensive team. So, yeah, like, Calgary won for me. Definitely, definitely heavily considered in one to three. You want to dump down to Calgary, too. I think that's perfectly fine as a filler. You know, for, you know, they're coming in around 6%, which is lower than they have been. I think that's fine. Um don't know how much I'm going to get to on the Canucks. It's just like the prices on Miller-Besser are fine. The prices on Pedersen, Hoglin, or Garland are fine. It's just that Calgary doesn't have a good matchup. Like, they're very good defensively. Markstrom's a very good goalie. Like, there, there's other road matchups with similar totals. Like, I'd much rather play New Jersey 1 than Vancouver 1 tonight. It's just is what it is. So, I probably just you know, 150 max don't really X anything out. You have a little bit here and there, but um, one to three, I'm out on Vancouver, heavily considering the top six of Calgary. Uh, did you see what Vancouver did with their power play? No. I, do I want to know? Guess, guess who's on the top power play now? It's oh, not Alex. It's not Alex. No. They're going three forwards, two defensemen. All of Larson jumped to the top power play. I was like, what? Is going on? Oh, that guy hasn't been able to run a power play in four years. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, now that I say that, like, you know, he's obviously getting two power play goals here tonight. Uh, but like the Vancouver power play, I think was the one area where they might have had an advantage here tonight because the Calgary penalty kill really hasn't been that great since Christmas. But if you're going to tell me Oliver Ekman Larson is going to be one of the pillars of their top power play unit, I'm just out. Like, if people want to play them, go ahead. I'll see what the projections look like after the run. But I am out on any power play where Oliver Ekman Larson is at. The, he's not running things. Quinn Hughes still will be. But I don't want him there. He can't do it. So, um, I'm just out on Vancouver. I like Calgary, too, as a lot as a filler stack here tonight. The ownership is a bit high, but it's nothing extreme. And their numbers are just absolutely bonkers. 64% of the shot share. 66% scoring chance share in 170 minutes together. That's like that's like 15 or 16 games worth, and they're controlling two-thirds of the scoring chances. They're gonna I, I think they're gonna run over Vancouver here tonight. So I mean Calgary one, I love them. I have Matthew Kachuk in the power plays article, like I said, but I think Calgary two makes a really nice filler stack. I mean, if we see something different with, about the Vancouver power play configurations, I think the Vancouver power play stack can get there. But I don't want anything to do with Oliver Ekman Larson. So probably don't want anything to do with Vancouver here tonight. Uh, on the blue line, real quick, uh, Oliver Shillington, always love playing that guy. Uh, anybody else stick out to you? Uh, not really. I mean, Noah Hannafin, if you can't get up to Shillington, Rasmus Anderson, if you're, you know, power play stacking. That's about it, really. Tanev, not too bad of a punt either. 
you know, he's always live for a block bonus. Yep, I agree. Uh, all right, we got to get out of here. Uh, this is it for the NHL DFS strategy show. We will be back on Monday, I believe. Uh, three days, and then it's the all-star break. So uh, only a few more slates before we get a little bit of a vacation. Um, before we get out of here, Josh can ask you for your hat trick picks and your goalies. My hat trick pick was a guy that you just slandered, Jeffrey Skinner. And my goalies <laughs> for tonight are Andre Vasilevsky, Thatcher Demko, and Carl Vamelka. Who you, who you got? Um, I like Markstrom. Um, let's see. Don't mind uh, Vasilevsky. He's under AK. Anytime Vasilevsky's under AK, got to consider it. Um, Peter Morazic, 7,400, also in consideration for me. And my hat trick pick. Let's see. Tyler Toffoli. There you go. Oh, I like it. Representing my boys. Uh, Tyler Toffoli, Jeff Skinner are your hat trick picks for tonight. We're getting out of here for producer Tyler. For Josh, our single entry assassin, I'm Michael Clifford saying good luck tonight, everybody, and we'll see you next week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.